Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway, on with the episode. And welcome welcome to to Santa Banter. Banter a podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason. And I am Santa Dave. And this is episode nine, Santa and advertising. Dave, what are you trying to advertise to me today? Uh, well, look, I have, I have a lot of soft drinks to sell to you. I've got, <laughs> I've got a, you know, I've got, yeah, there's quite a lot, uh, especially around Christmas time. When Santa is selling things and Yeehaw. Uh, it's been the last, you know, hundred years or so, it's been a very popular thing to use Santa in advertising. So that's what we're talking about today. So Mr. Claus is back at the, in the front of the classroom, teaching the elves and yourself and all the other Santas about some Santa history <laughs> that could be, uh, could be uh, wrong. So, <laughs> but it's what I've learned. I've done my research. It's not like, you know university level research so if it's slightly <laughs> askew i'm sorry but um it's uh, yeah i've dragged information from from you know websites like the coca-cola website where uh, surely <laughs> they wouldn't lie to us and uh, other things like that so <laughs> surely not surely not we ended up last episode talking about the ads we like and we start off this episode talking about advertising and the rest of the episode dave i think the theme is uh how the way we know Santa has been influenced by the big companies. Yeehaw. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, there's some, some big ones there. But uh, before we start on that, it was funny because we were just... Uh, last episode, we were talking about how I had you know, friends from like 10 years ago have been listening to the podcast. And thank you yeah. and hello, everyone. Uh, and <laughs> it was funny because this week we came across a photo. So, so, so for those <laughs> yes. of you listening, Santa Jason and I have never... Officially, we've, we started this podcast, but because of COVID, we haven't officially met in person. Officially. That's true. But. That's officially, that's the key word. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, we've, um, we haven't even worked together. You know, we came across each other because we're both Santas. But we found a photo from a nightclub. <laughs> oh, what, seven years ago, was it? Was it 2013? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's Santa Jason in the front. With his big beard, looking super metal, and it's me in the background. Uh, what would I would have been? What, eighteen, nineteen years old, twenty years old, one of those. Um, and uh, yeah, absolutely photo bombing in the background. Back when photo bombs were cool, so <laughs> clean shaven. It's incredible. It's incredible that not only we are in a photo together before we'd actually met properly. Uh, but also the fact that we found this photo anyway. Like, it could have been lost amongst all the hundreds of thousands of various photos that this particular venue that we've both been to a number of times took, and we just found the one where Dave's sticking his head up in the back where I'm in a photo with a couple of friends who... Mutual friends, really. Like, people you knew, people I knew, but yeah. we hadn't... The triangle hadn't uh, hadn't committed. So, we're going to post that photo on our, uh, on our Instagram 
yeah, and Facebook at some take, point take this week. So the funny story there <laughs> is that uh, I was um, supposed to be, I was the photographer that night. I looked back at the album. I was like, was <laughs> I there as a as a you know just having a good night, or was I there working? Because it was like a nightclub that I used to work at as a photographer. Yeah. Uh, throughout the rest of the album, I can clearly tell it's my photos and I know that it's me taking the photos, but for some reason, <laughs> someone else had my camera at that point and I was just having a great time. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And we probably, to be honest, we probably, with the way that uh, social distancing and, and these things are happening, we probably won't even get to meet for a while yet. But like we mentioned in uh, a couple of episodes ago, December 6th, um, we're working towards the uh, Christmas feast. The feast time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward, Dave. What's absolutely. your, uh, what would be your recipe like? Okay, we're having a roast. That's a standard Christmas thing, but what would be the one Dave Santa contribution? Dave specific recipe? Yeah, specific yeah. recipe that you'll bring to the table. Look, I love a bit of cheesy cauliflower uh, roast. I love, you know, uh, but the thing is, I've never been in charge of roasts because ever since I was a kid, my dad, my dad used to be a chef. Like a long time ago. So he has always been in charge of the roasts and wouldn't ever let me take over. Wouldn't let me like, you know, it's his thing. (laughs) Um, But I I really want to learn how to make Yorkshire puddings from him because that's something that takes me home. I brought them up a couple of weeks ago. But Yorkshire puddings are for me. That's what brings me home to roasts. And specifically, I remember having like, oh yeah, Christmas dinners. Yorkshire puddings, they're the uh, thing from England. It's like pancake batter that you make into like a, you, you put it in a, um, like oh, almost like a muffin tin uh, in yep. a pool of oil and they just blow up into these big, like almost containers for gravy, right? And so you're, you have to put your gravy. for gravy. Yeah. So you put your gravy in that, oh, you know, Dave. put a bit of mashed potato, a bit of, you know, turkey or beef or whatever you're eating. Oh, just so mm. good. Crispy. But also, like, oh, just, oh, just so good. So, um, that's probably what I'd bring. I'd, I'd have a go at making them myself for once, um, and yeah, bring them along because, oh, like that is home for me. Yeah. Oh, it sounds delicious. What about yourself? What oh, are you, yeah. you going to bring to the feast? My auntie, uh, she's been crook for a couple of years and on the men now. But before she got crook, she used to make amazing Christmas puddings. Like she'd make one for the whole family and then post it, like you know, a month out of Christmas. And mm. that was like, you'd have it for weeks afterwards with a bit of custard. It was just delicious. So I would either commission her to make one of hers or actually I'd probably more so get the recipe off her and um, get her to coach me through the, the tips of making a good uh, good fruitcake, a good uh, oh, Christmas yum. pudding. Oh, yes. I, I yeah. love Christmas pudding. Yeah. Oh, you can't have I think we're sort of dead. Yeah, for and, sure. And that's this week's episode talking about <laughs> Christmas food. We're like, <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, and we so, probably. Oh, I'm hungry now. You made me hungry, but uh, <laughs> we have some. I'm also hungry for knowledge. <laughs> hungry for knowledge. <laughs> and we can wash our knowledge in our Christmas feast down with a big glass of Coca Cola, which is what we're going to be talking about a lot of in this week's episode that's it what a segue it is so there's this there's this been this myth right about coca-cola inventing the modern day santa and it's what i've actually genuinely believed Mm. Uh, someone told me i think one of my teachers told me like 20 years ago uh maybe not 20 years ago but like like a long time ago they said to me coca-cola are the reason that uh santa is red their color was red they put santa in red before that apparently he was purple and green that's what i've been told but in my fact finding myth busting 
uh, <laughs> experience this week. I found out that that's not true. So, oh, in fact, Coca-Cola are dirty. They they stole the Who idea. Who would have thought, Dave? Who would have thought? <laughs> the big corporation. Still, oh my God. But they, um, and I do, by the way, I do love Coca-Cola. So, if you're listening, Coke, like, you want to like, you know, send, send us some Coke to drink, like... I've got a slab of Coca-Cola in the shed, Dave. You can you can have. Yeah, I'm not right. a I'm a Pepsi Max guy. So oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll uh I'll swing you this slab of Coke when I see you, mate. I'll bring it to this Christmas feast. We're going to have one of those, you know, tomato sauce in the fridge out of the fridge kind of conversations about Pepsi and Coke cuz for me, couldn't care less which one. So soft drink is soft <laughs> oh, drink. Okay. But um okay. But you're a Pepsi guy. It's yeah. The max is the important part. The Pepsi the, Max, the low yeah. Sugar. That's, yeah, I'm the that's same. The I can't, part. I can't do sugary soft drinks. No, no, not at all. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so back to conversation. <laughs> there was a soft drink company. Uh, I can't remember their names. Soda Rock or something like that. Um, they were using Santa in their advertising before Coca Cola decided to. Uh, so Coca Cola first started using Santa in their advertising in the 1920s. Um, yeah, right. After they stole the idea. And this is obviously after we've, we've talked about, you know, last episode, the night before Christmas and, uh, yep. the Santa being published, you know, in, in, um, in a magazine for 40 years and depicted as red and jolly and fat and all that kind of stuff. So, mm. so Coca-Cola definitely didn't invent the modern day looking Santa, but what they might have done is maybe popular, like made it a little bit more popular, spread the, spread the idea of him being read a little bit more, um, that kind of thing. But they, they basically first used him in, in the 1920s, um, when they yep. started advertising in American magazines and the ads depicted a man dressed as Santa, um, and not, not too dissimilar from the Santa that they'd already seen, um, from Thomas Nast's depiction in the mid 1800s. Yep. And is that, is that, so Thomas Nast did his during the, um, Civil War in America, yeah. 1920s. That's about World War Two. So, was there kind of a link between using this Santa as sort of uh, the, the propaganda side or of the like the pro America side, or it just happened to be that 1920s was when they decided to use him? Like, was there a link there? I like don't think there's a link there because time? I think he'd been used in advertising a little bit before then. But I, I wonder if maybe okay. maybe Santa was used in war. Um, War images and propaganda in the twenties as well. It'd be interesting to find out. But to try and like you know boost morale and sp- and the and the spirits of the families being apart and yeah, um, I'm yeah, sure I'm sure know. Santa was going around the world and visiting the armies and yeah all sorts and the troops. But yeah, yep. so anyway, yeah they um yeah so they the Coca Cola definitely didn't invent him. They they were using inspiration from Thomas Nast's depiction um and i guess they were often using him in images of him you know uh with a soda fountain or um you know visiting like high profile department stores things like that that's the way he was being used as in advertising up until yep. the 1930s in magazines and that kind of thing uh, and also before before 1931 the depictions of Santa, I guess, were very wide. There was a wide range of depictions, all kind of similar to the Thomas Nast one, but some of them were a bit scary. Some of them were, you know, like... It, it <laughs> scary <wasn't>, Santa. <laughs> that's it. There wasn't... 
Is it like the Spice Girls, like scary Santa, spicy Santa, uh, you know, posh Santa, sporty Santa? Well, a few episodes ago, you and I talked about starting a Santa band. And I reckon, I reckon we, could, we could go with that route, and yeah, go, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be baby Santa. That's what I'll go. I'll be go baby. baby Santa. We could get, we'll get Tommy on for baby Santa. We'll get Tommy. Oh yeah, back. no, that's right. <laughs> no, they are. So uh, anyway, so I guess Coca Cola maybe did have a a you know a position in maybe solidifying our idea of Santa a little bit more, a bit further, because I guess when you take something as big as Coca-Cola and, and a company as big as that, and they, they're constantly pushing out uh, these these photos or these pictures of Santa, the yep. everyone's going to start to see the same thing. Um, it's like that, that thing. I don't know if you've, you've heard of this, but I, I've, again, I, I haven't been able to find this documentary, but there was a documentary I walked, watched five years ago when I was... Uh, learning a little bit more about media and advertising and sales and that kind of thing. And the idea was that Coca-Cola liked to like everyone to see the color red. So even if it's not in their own products, they wanted everyone to see the color red every four seconds or something like that. I can't find yeah. evidence of ever learning that now. I've looked for this, <laughs> this documentary because I always tell people about this. Can't find the documentary. It's gone, disappeared. Coca-Cola have maybe destroyed it, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it was interesting. But so, I guess they were pushing this this red thing with Santa as well. So there is there is actually a psychology behind that. And again, I'll have to look up the specifics. But from my understanding, is different colors affect the brain in certain ways. So yes. red is something that gets people a little bit on edge and a little bit um, ang- not angry, but it's also it's, <laughs> it's also attention grabbing as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah, attention grabbing. Yeah. You know, you look at a lot of major brands as a red, it kind of stands out from um, you know, natural colors like greens and blues are a lot more relaxing and calming because they're yeah. much more you can see them in nature whereas red if you see it in nature, it's danger. That's the whole like uh, evolutionary kind of psychology roughly comes from. Yeah. Uh so it's a combination of that uh, and you there's also things that will make you um different fast food stores are painted different colors because it helps with either feeling full quicker mm-hmm. and your brain, like, you know, triggering certain things that make you want to leave quicker. So you can come like, there's a whole lot of, yeah, it, it, it's a whole big advertising kind of psychology and food, um, food companies tend not to use the color blue because uh, it makes people not as hungry, uh, which is very interesting. And I guess technology companies as well, <coughs> they technology companies all use, the color blue, um, because it, it provides supposed to be like safety and that kind of thing. So yeah, mm. there's lots of, lots of interesting psychology and colors, but, uh, yeah, red is like attention grabbing a little bit on edge. Yeah. That kind of thing that you were saying before. So mm. it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, so I guess they, they kind of saw a, an opening there for them to use Christmas and Santa, uh, for their product. Very yep. clever, very clever company. But uh, yeah, so basically they uh, they then created advertising and ad- advertisements from 1931 by a, a guy called uh, Haddon Sundblom was the illustrator. And <laughs> what was that day that was sounded like a Haddon Sundblom? Blum blum. Anyway, blum blum. blum the pronunciation blum. was blum. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes the english accent comes out when i'm trying to pronounce weird words which doesn't help 
But uh, anyway, this this sorry for um, sorry to this guy or anyone that's got this last name, but Sunderblom. <laughs> um, he basically portrayed Santa as a white bearded gentleman dressed in the red suit, the black belt, white fur trim, black boots, and the red cap. Uh, which is also, he also used The Night Before Christmas as inspiration to develop his depiction of Santa. So he used the depiction of, from Thomas Nast and the depiction from the poem yep. uh, to create his own kind of depiction, which is very similar in a sense. So from 1931 to 1964, Coca-Cola were using that depiction of Santa um, in, their, in their advertising. Yeah, and right. there were, yeah, so... so quite a long time using using that same Santa and I guess it's I don't know if you've seen many Coca-Cola adverts but the one of Santa driving the big red truck and that kind of stuff um, is all the Santa that we've gotten to know from from the Coca-Cola things yeah and, and they would huge use huge chubby cheeks red oh yeah you know, red nose really yeah yeah uh, and brilliant advertising like they usually do a really good job in their in their adverts the Coke Christmas adverts but yeah basically um they were showing Santa not only just delivering the toys, but also playing with the toys as well and um, reading letters and enjoying a bottle of Coke. You know, sitting by the tree or sitting by the fire enjoying a Coke. And I, I think at one point they had this agenda to try and make it so that Santa drinks Coke. So rather than leaving out a glass of milk for Santa, you'd leave out a, gla- a, a bottle of Coke for Santa. You know, which I'd Nice be... try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clever. Really clever way to go, oh, what's something that every kid does every year? You know, we need to push at Christmas. What, what can we do? Let's make mm. Santa drink. Uh, but I've been seeing that recently. I don't know if you've seen, but uh, in, in Coles and Woolies and our, our supermarkets here, they sell specifically Santa cookies that are for Santa. Oh. Uh, but they're about a $4 price hike on their, their other cookies. Yeah. Look. Very clever. I, I started like that. And that's something that the parents would eat, right? The kids will see it and go, that's Santa cookies. But then the parents have to eat it. So if the parents don't like it, they're not going to spend any money on it. <laughs> I started my first year as Santa. I started telling kids, um, oh, you know what Santa really loves? It's carrot cake. And they'd be like, why? And I'm like, well, because reindeers are like dogs. They can't eat chocolate. So if you leave out carrot cake, it's something that the Santa and the reindeer can share. And the kids would be like, Wow, and the parents would be like, "Why are you making more work for me? You can see it in their face. Why are you making it harder for me? Why are you telling me that I have to now? My kid now has to ask me to buy or make a carrot cake. Like, you know, it, that's better with the kid. The parents are being the kids are being difficult, or the parents are being difficult. But uh, then after doing that for a few weeks, I realised I don't actually get to eat the carrot cake. So why am I no. telling? Well, I would I... prefer carrot cake. I yeah, I'm not actually Santa. I'm not visiting these yeah. people's houses. So <laughs> it took a couple of weeks to click, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not Santa. I won't get to eat this regardless of what they put out. <laughs> make it make it easy for the kids. Yeah, it's I, it's one of those things. Like sometimes you don't ever know how kids have been raised with with giving and leaving things out for Santa and the reindeer. You know. The generic one is carrots and a glass of milk and cookies for Santa. But um, yep. sometimes, you know, I'll be like, oh, you le- did you leave cookies out last year? And they go, no, I left cake out, you know, or, um, you know, are you going to leave a carrot out for the reindeer this year? And they go, no, we'll leave out some reindeer food. Duh. <laughs> like, and I'm yeah, sitting there going, yeah. oh, no. Like, yeah, so, so, because obviously kindergartens made, they, they've started doing this thing where they make reindeer food where it's like oats and glitter, I think. Um, <laughs> I've seen I've seen it being done, yeah. So, but it's it's a oh, hard hard now as a Santa 
to um yeah yeah but it's harder now as a santa to i guess predict what what the kids have been brought up knowing that santa yeah. and the reindeer is like but if we i guess it's up to us to try and stick with that milk cookies but even then you know people debate that cookies yep. santa shouldn't be eating cookies it's unhealthy like it's <laughs> <laughs> i love throwing it back to kids to ask what i, I kind of particularly ones that are a little bit older who kind of have have while they still believe in Santa and they believe everything, they've got a little bit more awareness of how things work. So mm. I'd be like, so if you had to visit everybody in the one night and deliver presents and they left you out a treat, what treat would you like them to leave? Mm. So if they're a little bit too young, it might be a bit harder question, but kids of a certain age just kind of like, well, I love, I love apples. Mm. So I'd like, you know, an apple all the time or whatever lot, like maybe like I just really like, lolly snakes i'd have lolly snakes everywhere you know and you just can kind of like ask them the questions and put it back on them so that you don't get caught out like you were saying is santa don't you remember i I baked you a whole cake last week you know (laughs) that's it yeah it's better to ask the questions depending on the age of the kids but yeah um some tips and tricks you pick up pretty quickly is yeah when Mm. you've been called out a few times yeah (laughs) Yeah. but uh Yeah. yeah so um so yeah so coca-cola they obviously failed because we, we don't tell kids to leave us out for Coca-Cola. So, <laughs> but the dairy, the dairy industry are winning because we do tell kids to leave out, you know, but uh, nowadays, because I've, I've been called out on that a couple of times, you know, I'll take a glass of milk and the parents will go, oh, but we don't do milk. You'll have to have soy milk or something. I'm like, oh, that's fine. So now I say, you know, I'll have milk, like any milk that you've got. doesn't matter if it's, you know, <laughs> what Great it's made point. from. <laughs> like, Great point. I cover that before, sometimes- before I get called out. <laughs> Sometimes I'll even say to kids, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I don't mind, um, you know, Santa, do you like milk? I go, yeah, I I have to drink soy milk now because otherwise Santa gets too many farts. And again, particularly boys (laughs) of a certain age go, Santa farts! Ah!" (laughs) And that's another little cute thing. You're like, Santa's good. You know, Santa would fart. You reckon? Look, if if any listeners out there have a problem, like Santa would fart, right? He's not that magical and he wouldn't fart. I reckon. Particularly eating milk and cookies all the time. It just might smell like cinnamon and, and chocolate, so... <laughs> Great, yeah. It doesn't have to stink like, you know, our farts would, but... <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Anyway. So, so back to our topic. tangent this week is talking about Santa farting. Yeah, that's it. Rename the episode. Um, but yeah, so... So yeah, the Coke thing didn't work out for them too well, but I think that they still play such a big part in Christmas to this day. Um, because, because of all this advertising that they have done in the past and that they still do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they went as far as having like Santa opening the fridges and stuff like that to try and find a bottle of Coca-Cola in their advertising, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. So funny, funny things, um, like that. But yeah, I guess before color TV, it would have been hard for them to depict Santa as being red. So that's why it was mostly in magazines, uh, and anywhere that they could print in color uh but when it when it started to color tv started coming in and, and they were able to do color motion pictures uh that kind of moved to becoming tv and that's why and, and obviously they've got the big billboards and everything like that as well but that's when yeah. santa being red became an even bigger thing was when it was on the color tv and um but yeah unfortunately coca-cola did not did not invent the modern day Santa. They they kind of reinvented it and borrowed the image a little bit. But um, yeah, they but they they, they probably promoted Christmas and, and, a, and an ideal an idea of Christmas and 
that kind of stuff in a sense. So they they have a little yeah. bit to do with it, I would say. But yeah, that is right. Like really kind of brought it into the twenty first century Santa, the very post World War Two baby boomer um, family. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 yeah. What's is it industrial? Not the industrial revolution. What was it after then? Like where the, where the world really. Sp- uh, you know, uh, it really blew up and started the the tech. What's yeah. it called, Dave? Uh, you know, not, it not, goes I, from I, that. I know what you're saying, but uh, can't yeah. remember. The... <laughs> if only really I was like a history that... teacher. Yeah, his history and, and um and political science and whatever else it's called. But really, that post World War Two boom. Yes. When yeah, America literally was the leader in the, in the world in terms of um capitalism, um you know, and I'm not using these words in. It, as negative words, I'm just saying like it really booms for that period mm. of time. That's um, right. Post World War Two, which Coca Cola were riding the wave and and really um, leader in the pack. Yeah. In this kind of. Yeah. 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 I think it's. I think it's obviously it's easy. It's easy for us to say that they didn't invent Santa, but because the history is there. But I think it, at the same time we can argue that they they probably had a big influence still in Christmas and the way that. Santa's perceived and and all this kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, interesting, interesting. So a little yep. bit of myth busting today, a little bit of history, um, but yeah. So hopefully you've learned something today, Santa Jason. I have. I, I'd also heard the same thing about oh, you know, Santa's just Santa because of Coca Cola, but that Coca Cola Santa, which is the one that we most associate with, has built on the mythology of several other, many other layers you know that's to right. get to the point where it's that santa and then now santa kind of you know builds on and the mythology like, like we sort of said last uh two episodes ago episode seven like every generation there's another layer of santa mythology you know and and um you know the the most common one like we said the elf on the shelf is a whole extra layer and then um the next one will come and we're now our kids will kind of when they mm. when they eventually arrive, um, our kids will then have an extra layer because you've got different advances and different have to ha- answer the question differently because we no longer use coal, so yeah. that is a relic of the Santa story. Whereas we also then got the elf on the shelf or technology. When you look at, I know a few years ago, I think Google still do it. They have a website where you can track Santa. So there's a whole mm. other level of the world being smaller so Santa has to do a bigger job quicker so then there are ways you have to explain that to kids whose knowledge is different to what our knowledge was as kids and our awareness of the world so Mm. you know the Santa in a hundred years time compared to the Santa a hundred years ago will be very different I feel yeah and I wonder what it'll be like in the future I think we should knock that down as an episode to do in the future is what we or a little debate or discussion about what we think Santa might look like in the future because the influence mm. on technology, you know, the fact that in fifty years time we've probably got we're gonna have AI and technology that's like you can't tell if it's human or not. And so yeah. Santa could Santa could literally visit every home because of technology. You know? It takes the human aspect out of it, but you literally you know, he could I don't know. Discussion for later, but there's there's, there's, <laughs> there's some interesting uh, things that might happen in the future. I guess I wonder if we can predict or guess, or even yeah. influ- influence ourselves what what the future of Santa <laughs> looks like. Yeah, 
because it's so funny when you look at a lot of inventions and they come out of people trying to create things that science fiction mm. shows and writers have written about in the past. And so people kind of see a show like a, say, a Star Trek and go, oh, that's a cool idea. Let's try and make that possible. So often the people who have come up with the ideas aren't necessarily the inventors, but they're the ones who can take the concept and make them the reality. Yeah. So, yeah, we could very much very much do that um, it might be good to have a few other Santas on we have a bit of a panel episode where we get yeah. a few Santas and a few kind of people who are smart with that side of things and have a bit yeah. of a, a bit of a chat through it so um, yeah. again every episode we come up with another couple of episodes to make in down the track yeah no it's, it's good I think uh, exciting and I like the idea of having a panel because we've got to obviously obviously the idealistic view would be that Santa stays human and we all have yeah. a job. We all have, you and I especially have a job for the next 70 years. And <laughs> all that kind By of the thing, time but... we can actually grow our white beard out, that we can still actually do it. What we've been working for for years, you know, we're not made redundant <laughs> yeah, by, robots, by the time we yeah. can actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> all awesome, right. Dave. Well, thanks for doing all the research on the, this couple of episodes of history. Um, and make sure that if there's something we've missed or something that you want to add, feel free to send us an email or a message. Um, or if you've got an idea on what you think Santa might look like down the track. Mm. Um, we can add that into our as, discussion. As, absolutely. Uh, as usual, uh, all of the contact details are at the end of the episode. Um, Santa Dave, anything else you want to add before we uh, we ho-ho-ho off for the week? Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to... excited to. It's coming up to Christmas. I'm excited. There's, there's lots of things happening so, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it and trying to figure out how this year is going to work. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's a conversation as well that we could probably have <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. But uh, so I think we've got some special guests lined up and some exciting things yep. ahead. Because so. it's coming to the end of September, start of October about now. So, like, it's so close. This year's gone so fast because of everything that's going on. It's really taken the attention off the calendar. So, mm. um it snuck up on us, uh, but we're ready. Santa banter's ready. And hopefully oh, yeah. uh, those who have heard this or have friends who you think might be a good Santa, make sure you get them to get in touch. Uh, Santa Dave, let's uh, do our usual sign out and um, go off to uh, have a core glass of whatever beverage takes our fancy. <laughs> Pepsi Max. Yeah, that's it. Pepsi Max. All right. All Three right. and two and one. Thanks, mate. Chat to you next week. See you later. If you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Banter Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.